This is a CBC Podcast. Earlier this week, protesters were out across the country, including in Regina, for what they called a March for Children. That's just outside City Hall in Regina. Protesters and counter-protesters were also out in Saskatoon this week. The campaign is a national one, but in Saskatchewan, it's closely tied to new rules for schools as well. That issue was also in a Regina courtroom this week. For more on all of it, we've reached our political panel. Adam Hunter covers news for CBC Saskatchewan, and Murray Mandrick writes a column in the Regina Leader Post. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Adam, you were in court this week. What happened there? Well, the uh, court hearing this week was for to argue for or against an injunction to have the uh, policy in schools halted before a judge decides on the legitimacy of the policy. The lawyers for UR Pride, the group that filed the lawsuit against the government's policy, argued that the policy itself is discriminatory because it targets targets only. gender-diverse youth, and that it doesn't affect uh, the rest of the school population. They say that the government also came up with the plan in just nine days, that there were 18 total letters that the Ministry of Education received in a two-month period, uh, seven of which were from people who identified themselves as parents of school children in the province, and that they had all asked about the policy in New Brunswick, a similar policy that was enacted earlier this year there. Uh, the government, for for its argument, said that the, the injunction shouldn't be granted because the policy as it stands now is uniform across the province and that previously there were uh, um, different policies in different school divisions, some didn't have them. And they said that adding a 16 and over as being able to change their name and pronoun without parental consent, that that's a compromise that wouldn't exist if the injunction were granted and the policy was paused. They also say that it's meant to support uh, gender identity for students who are wishing to change their name and pronoun. Uh, We don't know when the judge will make a decision on that injunction, but we do know that the arguments for the legitimacy of the policy and the hearing from the various interveners uh, will happen next month and then later again in November. Murray, what effect do you think the protests and counter-protests had on the government, if any? Well, it, it begins with the court case. And if I look at what I heard in court, as Adam outlined, I'm pretty happy and confident that, that this government uh, would be protecting children and that they, they took it into consideration. But as Adam noted, like it, putting together a policy in nine days doesn't suggest there was much forethought put into it. And uh, obviously some of the things that are being said in court about how this is about protecting children, uh, which uh, you want to happen, are 
directly contradicted not only by the government, but by the protests who are most strongly in support of this policy. Now, in Saskatchewan, we didn't see the huge counter-protests we did in other places, but it's fascinating from a national-wide standpoint that there is many people getting out and saying, we don't want this policy. We do actually think that there's a broader, more nuanced issue here that you're missing. And I think the radicalization of some of the protesters is making uh, conservative politicians here and across the country very uneasy. You might have noticed the stories emerging from uh, Ottawa about uh, the federal conservatives being told not to comment on this particular issue, not to post on social media. Well, that's not really really their MOO. They usually are are quite uh, out in front of an issue if they think it's popular. Uh, I think this issue might be more troublesome than the initial slam dunk that Scott Moe thought it was going to be, and that's pretty evident in the Saskatchewan protests because some of the people at least involved in the organizing of this protest aren't supportive of his party, are thought to be somewhat politically uh, out there and radical, even if they're sort of active in politics, as some of them are. And I don't know if the Conservatives in Ottawa or the SAS party here are completely comfortable with those people being associated with their brand, considering they want. The funny thing is, though, uh, they're still all running under this banner that uh, this is about parental rights and not uh, uh, and not necessarily student rights. But that, once again, the court case that, uh, that Adam outlined, that seems to contradict some of the things said in court. So this is increasingly and very quickly becoming a very complex and difficult uh, issue to navigate for Premier Scott Moe and uh, the SAS party government. Speaking of tough issues, Adam, we've got a new one with India after that bombshell this week from the Prime Minister in Parliament alleging that the Indian government was involved in the killing of a Canadian citizen. What's the latest reaction here? Yeah, this is this is a bombshell. To, to put it mildly, we were we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It seems like, and I've been covering this for a couple of weeks as far as it relates to the trade relationship with India and Canada and Saskatchewan specifically, because a couple of weeks ago the government uh, put out a letter that it had sent to the federal government asking why it wasn't informed that trade negotiations on a new trade deal between Canada and India had been paused. They were uh, blaming Prime Minister Trudeau for for politicizing this issue and that it was going to cost money to the to the province to the to into the Canada's economy if uh, the trade agreement didn't go through. And now we know why maybe that was happening. Uh, the Saskatchewan government, uh, I, I talked to uh, the Minister of Agriculture yesterday. He said, you know, this is an evolving situation. They didn't have a lot of information on how this may affect uh, companies, producers. Uh, Saskatchewan is a major exporter to India, uh, and it counted for about a, a billion and a half dollars last year. Uh, f- and as far as exports go from Saskatchewan to India. So this is a, a huge trading partner for the province. We have a trade office in, in, in New Delhi. In the last year or so, we've had two ministers and the premier uh, spend time in India on trade missions. So this is a, a part of the world that Saskatchewan is keenly interested in keeping those those trade routes uh, going. And uh, the government says that, you know, this is something that they think is separate. Scott Moe says this is a separate issue, that the trade relationship needs to be kept separate from the political issue and and the allegations that are going back and forth. So this is something that, uh, you know, as I said, is evolving, you know, by the day. Marie, how do you think this affects the province's concerns about trade, the new revelation this week? 
Oh, it, it, it's huge. I have far more sympathy for the issue at hand and whom it affects than maybe the government's handling of this. Typically of this government, they were exceedingly politically bombastic, not just in the letter that Jeremy Harrison, trade minister, uh, wrote to Ottawa, but in everything they said afterwards, they once again went down that path of the Prime Minister of Canada and the Federal Liberal Government are doing something to uh, to uh, screw over Saskatchewan and Western Canada, etc., etc. The same old thing that plays well politically uh, and doing this, as Jeremy Harrison outright said in the letter, for political reasons. And then we find out the background story of why the Prime Minister is doing this story is at this particular point it's all allegations we don't know that in situations like this where uh, there's allegations of this serious nature there's probably an incredible amount of nuances to what happened and and, and, who, and who's responsible for this individual's death and what role uh, if any uh, the Indian government actually did play in this because it's unproven at this point I'm not disputing the allegations or anything else I'm saying that at this particular point the details are everything. In the meantime, we have a province like Saskatchewan that's a relatively small economy uh, uh, on a scale, but we do account for a third of Canada's trade with India in terms of exports, and that's a significant thing. So this story does disproportionately affect Saskatchewan in terms of our economy. It's perfectly legitimate for Premier Scott Moe and Jeremy Harrison to raise this concern because that is their lane. This is what they should be doing in terms of of raising concerns of trade. The problem is they kind of stepped into it in terms of the way they did it by being as politically bombastic as as they always were. The federal government probably could have given them a bit of a heads up, but relations are so bad between Ottawa and uh, and Saskatchewan. One suspects that there it wasn't enough trust coming from Ottawa uh, to allow them to do that to the provincial government. So once again, that's a problem of their own making. In the meantime, we have a whole mess that's spilling out into not just trade, but other areas and stories that you're doing, like people wanting visas, students uh, uh, studying in Canada uh, that are of Indian descent, a whole bunch of, of issues. And I don't think that... Uh, 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 Prime Minister Modi is the kind of individual that tends to back down easily. So I think this is going to escalate and we are going to be victims of the fallout of it. Thanks, you guys. You're very welcome. You're welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.